Okay, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out, and this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Today we're talking with Tommy Caldwell, the author of The Push, A Climber's Journey of Endurance, Risk, and Going Beyond Limits. This is a dramatic, inspiring memoir about navigating challenges and cultivating perseverance by legendary rock climber Tommy Caldwell. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Tommy Caldwell. Thank you, Janine. Great to be here. Nice to have you. I was really intrigued by your book. I mean, the theme of my show is get the funk out. And man, you have been through a lot. So unbelievably brave. I can't even stand Magic Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, that's funny. I remember going on that ride. I enjoyed it very much as like a (laughs) six-year-old. Yeah, not a surprise. I'm not surprised. Okay, so I want to back up before we get into your book and talk to me about how you first started rock climbing. Um, my dad was a mountain guide, and so it was just what we did on our family vacations when I was a little kid. Um, you know, and it was very strange back then. Most people didn't go rock climbing with small children. Now it's kind of a thing. You know, now people do it all the time. I actually have a daughter that loves it, and I tried it myself. I mean, I don't know what it is about you get older, and I guess you have to start it when you're younger, and you seem to have been fearless from an early age. I mean, the fear element definitely comes easier when you're young. I think it's one of those things that if you start young, you're going to have a, a big step ahead of everyone else. But I, I run into people that get started in the climbing gym in their 60s and 70s. And you really? Can do it. There's so many different ways to experience climbing. Now, you mentioned your parents took you. Tell me about how that played a role in how you, where you are today. I was a pretty shy, um, you know, relatively meek young child. Mm-hmm. And... My dad was like this big muscle mound, bound like meaty dude, and, <laughs> he, and he believed that you could use the outdoors to build confidence and strength. And so my childhood was spent following him around in these sort of extreme outdoor, you know, activities. Like one one example is that he would take us winter camping in snow caves at like age three. He'd like talk, tell people that he changed my diapers in snow caves. When three years old (laughs) and so the effect is that I not only learned to kind of deal with this adversity like I was kind of out there in the elements all the time and I learned how to deal with that Um, but I also grew to love being outside and kind of challenging myself on a daily basis that is amazing um, yeah was there ever a time that you were scared oh yeah Can you talk about that a little? A lot of them. I bet. Yeah, a lot of them. In fact, one of of the cool things about climbing is it's like training for negotiating the minefield of life. You're always, you know, yeah, you're grappling with um, things that should be scary and figuring out how to make them safe. Right. I, I guess it's no different from, let's say, surfing, where you have, a, have to navigate the waves and you have to, you know, I mean, for me, I'd be worried about sharks, but you have to navigate a lot of things. And it's, it's very strategic. I loved, um, I was reading through, you know, the book and all the information that went along with it. I thought it was really fascinating that you described a free climb like a puzzle. Could you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, one one thing I love about climbing is that it combines the mental with the physical. We're out there, you know, figuring out how to physically ascend the rock, but then there's like a huge logistical element, and there's, you know, figuring out how to get your, you know, how to, how to how to tailor your training in ways that are going to allow you to withstand this environment, and then just finding the roots, going up on El Cap, you know, on the Don Wall. I spent a year swinging around and finding oh this gosh. this path. And, and learning how to live on the side of a rock face for a week at a time, two weeks at a time. Yeah, it's, there's, there's so many logistical elements. 
How do you push through? As I mentioned, my theme is, you know, you're in a funk. How do you push through and stay positive when you might be doubting yourself or the whole journey? For me, it's it's all about life experiences. It is about the journey. Like the end goal is there as the focal point, mm-hmm. but really that's that's just the mechanism that allows you to live this this like incredibly fulfilling life of pursuit. Yes. Um, so in some ways, when I succeed, it's almost like a letdown because like now I got to find something else to motivate me. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's awesome, though. So yeah. let's talk about your book. How long did it take you to write the book? It's about a year and a half of pretty constant, you know, work behind the computer. You mentioned that something really awful happened. I guess in one of your um, climbing expeditions in your early twenties, what happened? Yeah, my when I was 20, 21 years old on my first big international climbing expedition, we went to the country of Kyrgyzstan, and we were in this remote mountain valley that ended up getting invaded by by a group called the Islamic Movement of Uzbekistan. They're Al-Qaeda-affiliated. This was pre-9-11. Most people in America hadn't even heard the word Al-Qaeda at this right. point. Um, and when this when this... When this rebel group invaded the valley, the Kyrgyz military came to combat them, and we were like right at the point of collision. We got taken hostage for six days, and it was an absolutely life-changing event. How scary. You must have been terrified. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah. Was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was scary beyond anything I had conceived of in the past. But you, for I don't think for one moment you've ever thought of quitting. It doesn't, even if when you lost your left index finger, it doesn't sound like you were, you know, you just thought, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I mean, one of the um, really empowering things about, I mean, I think that all humans have this will to survive, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that experience in Kyrgyzstan helped me to realize how strong that will is, like what we're capable of. Right. And in some ways, my life ever since then has been this like quest to find out more about that, like how far can we actually push ourselves and you know, how, how can we um, you know, raise to this level that we didn't think we were capable of in the past. Amazing. How did you decide that you were going to scale El Capitan. I guess it's a 3,000-foot dawn wall you did on Yosemite. So El Cap is incredibly inspiring to climbers. It's, you know, it's in Yosemite National Park. You can drive right to the base of it and look up there. And, you know, I think anybody, climber or non-climber, looks up there and they're just like, that thing looks impossible. You could never ascend to that. And it's just so, it's just surreal. It's so big. So I went there a bunch as a kid with my father. But then at some point I was like, Climbing, climbing, that is the ultimate. That's what I want to do. And so I really yeah. spent 20 years plus of my life dedicated towards trying to get as good at climbing that one wall as possible. And so the, the, the big culmination of that was climbing the biggest, steepest, most unlikely looking section, which is the Don Wall. I guess it was described by John Branch, uh, the New York Times reporter, that as you were doing this, you're just basically grasping into these minuscule little bits of rock and with your fingertips, I mean, what is the training like for this kind of expedition? I mean, I came from a background of bouldering and sport climbing, so these are very physical Mm -hmm. types of climbing, and you have to, 
do a lot of indoor climbing, believe it or not, but also we do a lot of like hanging on different size dowels for like timed. We use a stopwatch to get our fingers strong. Yeah. I'd go through periods of my training cycle where I would go out and kind of abuse myself in the mountains for like 14 hours at a time, four days a week to just kind of raise my overall toughness. Um, you go through all these different cycles and you train in a lot of different ways. And I was experimented with virtually everything. Yeah, but I love, I love trying to figure it out. What have you been doing in the two years since the Dawn Wall Climb? Writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also had a, I have two kids. One of, them, one of them was born, you know, one of them's a year old, my little daughter, Ingrid. Aww. And then you know, it's still climbing a lot. Like I just got back from a two-month European trip where we brought the whole family out to the climbing areas in Europe and made it a family activity, just like my dad would, did with me. Now, now that you're a dad, do you feel like things have shifted in your mind? I mean, do you obviously you worry about your safety and your family? I mean, how do you make all this work? They have shifted in my mind a little bit. Um, like, a lot of the book actually takes place in bigger mountains, places like Patagonia and Argentina, on a style of climbing that's a bit more risky. Mm-hmm. As I get older and my fingers don't gain strength as, as easily, it's tempting to go into these more risky forms of climbing because you can just rely on your experience to get you through. Um, but you could you could die. So yeah. <laughs> as a father, I really feel like I can. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm constantly weighing these things. And El Cap has been this perfect balance for me because although it looks dangerous and it's very exciting, it's actually not that dangerous. The rock is solid. Nothing's going to fall and hit you. Ropes are strong. You know, sometimes we fall up to 60 feet and we just come to this nice gentle stop at the end of the rope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I like that you talk about uh, your growth mindset because obviously you've faced a lot of different challenges. I mean, how do you push back, push aside all these negative thoughts? How'd you learn to do that? I think it was a series of, you know, it probably boils down to the mentality of my dad. Like Mm -hmm. hard things were something to be embraced. He really drilled that into my head from a very small age. Yeah. Things that some people might consider painful or negative, I just see as life experiences that are going to help me grow. That's Um, what it sounds like, Tommy. I feel like every experience you've had, even though some have been scary, they keep you going and make you more resilient. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a a, a hard thing to understand if you're not intimately in that climbing world, but Mm -hmm. this idea of of tackling things that should be terrible and laughing through them is like one of the greatest things in life. It's this empowering thing. Uh, Yeah. Wow. How does it feel to be considered the best all-around rock climber in the world? Oh, that's a very nuanced thing. I, I, I would say I'm the best all-around rock climber. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't. <laughs> You're very I guess humble. I just blush. Yeah. You are humble. I can hear it, man. No, because you know, National Geographic named you. You, you received an award, a prestigious award. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I've been incredibly blessed. I've, I've been able to explore these aspects of climbing in ways that people haven't before me. And if you ever get the chance to do something that people haven't done before you, you got to seize it. It's awesome. Where can people find out more about you? You can read the book. Go to your local bookstore. Book <laughs> That's probably the best way. I do want to mention the book is called The Push, A Climber's Journey of Endurance, Risk, and Going Beyond Limits. Tommy Caldwell. Yeah. What about a website, or can they find you on Facebook or Twitter? Instagram is my major um, media 
outlet. But also, my, I do have a website, uh, TommyCaldwell.com, and you can even order the book through that. And one last thing. Any advice for people that are going through the same journey, that, you know, they're a rock climber or they're pushing themselves in other capacities? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it sounds so cliche, but if you can just enjoy that day-to-day pursuit, mm-hmm. I think that makes anything manageable. I mean, you can, I think it's all a matter of perspective. Tommy, it's been great chatting with you, and I really enjoyed the book. Okay, thank Thanks. you so much. Okay, take care. All right, that's a wrap for this week's show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.